here we coming soon. Can't let them find us. Who's coming? The cyborg. Beware, the cyborg. Maybe you can hum the theme song. Won't hold it against you if you get parts wrong. While the memory's not too strong, there's a piece of you from a time long gone. So while these fuzzy warm feelings remain, question we ask is still the same. Is it a treasure or just plain lame? Is this still good? Hello and welcome back to Is This Still Good? The only podcast willing to hold truth to power. I'm Sage Bilderbeck. I'm a host. And another host is... I'm Gavin. No last name. None needed. You <laughs> know, right. if it's good enough for Cher, it's good enough for me. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Gavin, what do we do on this podcast? Well, this is a podcast where we remove those nostalgia goggles and revisit childhood treasures. Uh, this particular treasure was bought to us by a guest, I believe. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, who are you? <laughs> Who am I? Um, How the name... fuck did you get in this closet? My... <laughs> I hope that uh, question's a... not too big. I'm sorry. There's a trap door. I just I just came through here. I've been living in the floorboards for a while now. Uh, yeah. That explains but my... so, so much. So who, who are you? My name is Campbell. I uh, like the soup. Um, I am a 3D modeler. I like cartoons. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, so Campbell's here to talk to us about the 1987 Italian miniseries Treasure Island in Outer Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Treasure Planet is the one. Oh, oh shit. The what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, were, you, were you guys not <laughs> ready for that? I will see you guys in 87 minutes. Oh, whoops. <laughs> we gotta watch the movie. <laughs> I, I'm sure whatever this is, it's gonna be better. Now that we're all back. <laughs> okay. 87 all right. minutes later. And on the same page. And we're back to Is This Still Good? Yeah. <laughs> you guys can edit that out, right? No. Yeah, we'll just have that, that live 87-minute pause. Okay. <laughs> you can hear me chewing the whole time between the popcorn. So this is our first three-hour podcast. Now that Sage and I have both seen this movie for the first time... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can you can you talk to us about your first time seeing this movie, Campbell? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I I honestly I don't remember if it was in, it couldn't have been in theaters because this movie did so poorly. I don't think it was in theaters for very long. It must have been at home, but it blew me away. Just this huge, epic adventure. Uh, it, it, I don't know how much of an influence it had on who I am today, uh, but it probably had more influence on me than I'd want to give it credit for just because like I'm obsessed with space and adventures and uh and you wore 90s. a rat tail for like how long? Yeah, I had a rat tail for a good minute in eighth grade probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna assume that's true and not a bit. It, I you know <laughs> how could it, how could any of us know, including me? <laughs> so Sage in in real t- real talk, real talk. Have, yes, have Gavin. had you seen this movie before? I hadn't, so like both this and a couple movies around it just got erased from my existence. I feel like I heard about Planet Treasure once as it came out, and then did not think about it for 20 years <laughs> until Campbell's like, oh, we could close... Did I say Planet Treasure already? Did I already screw it up? <laughs> I'm just Honestly, not going to call it out. You know, I just you, want to, Well, I'm going to prep the, the audience live. at this point because I just have some sort of very specific dyslexia about this project. <laughs> it's it's like, interesting. It's going to happen. You had asked me which movie 
Uh, and I'm thinking like, okay, what's a good un- uh, underrated like Child- childhood treasure? Childhood treasure. <laughs> you know, stay on theme with the pirates and the space and the Ch- childhood planet. The booty. Childhood booty. Childhood booty. <laughs> Shout out to Mrs. Third grade teacher. I can't think of a teacher name. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. It's, sorry. Shout out to third grade adult lady. Womp 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 womp. So when you had asked me about uh, a movie from my childhood, my first thought was Titan A.E., which I don't think is that great of a movie. It's kind of the <gasps> poor man's treasure planet, Ooh. <laughs> I think. That, um, that one I actually think I missed. I, Sage was explaining to me, he kind of offered it up as like a choice. He's like, we're debating these two between, like Campbell's set, suggesting these two movies. And I remember I saw Treasure Planet. I remember it being pretty good, but not sticking with me the way that like the earlier ones did right and then titan ae i completely thought i'd seen and hated and i must have been thinking of some other movie i'm still trying to figure out what you were thinking of because the way you described titan ae to me was insane i think it was maybe like (laughs) is there like a final fantasy movie that has nothing to do with final fantasy (laughs) (laughs) but it's like called final fantasy spirits within or something yes that is a movie I think it was that. I think I remember that movie being awful. So. Those movies are like seven years apart, too. Yeah. Anyway, any fans who like that movie, uh, <laughs> stop listening. Yeah, I, I had originally pitched uh, Titan A.E., I think, because that is a movie that I grew up on. And when you mentioned the 1987 Italian miniseries, I thought, well, that's that's a weird call, but I'll, I'll, I'll look into that and won't ask any clarifying questions. <laughs> I'm glad you trust me that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from this, you've never let me down. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really, I really, really, I want to clarify. I really, really like Titan AE also. I don't know if it's a good movie. Like, I don't like, like, there's a lot of movies that I really enjoy that I love that are mm-hmm, not good mm-hmm. movies. Uh, Sage will tell you, he, he will vouch for this. <laughs> I can name all of them right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically every movie that I like. Um, and I recognize they're not good movies, right? But... There, there's criteria that is very personal and specific. I completely respect that. Um, I'm sure in some future episode we'll uh, reevaluate and give Batman and Robin the uh, credit it deserves. Really pushing for that one. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't need to prove it to myself. I'm fine. We don't need to do it for a while. It can be much later on. But you're welcome to come back for Titan AE and make your arguments. I'm, I'm happy to hear them and I'm happy to see the movie. So don't don't worry about dredging it down too much and giving it too real of a talk. We can oh yeah, yeah, yeah in a future sure. episode for sure for sure. No, I don't even. It's not even that clear in my mind. I just it's really hard for me to think about Treasure Planet and not think about Titan AE. <laughs> yeah, I I had thought about doing a, a versus episode, but we didn't have the logistics narrowed down. And like, I don't think they're as similar as I remember. You're right. As this um, podcast, we have not figured out how to compare movies yet. <laughs> um, but, All right, fair enough. Issue. <laughs> I do want to pitch. I want to tell you like my um, my process of watching this. So, Treasure Planet, obviously on Disney Plus. I shouldn't even say obviously because right. Titan AE was made by Fox, which means it should also be on Disney Plus now. But that's on <laughs> Hulu for some reason, along with Rodel Dorado and like a lot of movies that should just be on Disney Plus. You know, I was really surprised. Honestly, I didn't think it was going to be on Disney Plus, given its history. Like with Disney? I mean, I don't think it doesn't cost them any money to put it on. I mean, I guess it probably does. It costs them a little bit. I mean, there's only yeah, there's so much gonna space. Yeah, there's going to be residuals and like all that stuff. But so they have the rights to it. 
But like pretty much I just like if Disney owns the rights to something, I don't understand why it's not on Disney Plus except for that that weird like plantation movie that That's they'll right. never release. Sage is pushing for <laughs> um Zippity Doo Die actually pre- oh Song of the South. There we go. <laughs> I am a hundred percent pushing for that to be released. That's a historical relic. It you know that should be publicly available even if it's should... just to shame Disney. I think that they actually are putting censored versions of those earlier movies on. Uh, oh, it, take that as you will. So I think it's like, I think if you watch Dumbo on there and some of those earlier ones, they're not censored. There's just a disclaimer at the beginning about how this movie was made in the past, back when everyone was racist. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably the best way to go I, about that. I, really I like that more than censorship, Back when all crows were racist. Especially yeah. if it's a celebrity that we all love saying <laughs> I mean, really, that's like... That's, <laughs> yeah, I bring that. in Jim Carrey to yeah. do, well, or, uh, Morgan Freeman to okay, do Okay, yeah, I was going to say, maybe, maybe Morgan Freeman. Jim Carrey is... Either, I, either you take him not seriously at all or way too seriously. <laughs> so I watched uh, Treasure Planet. Saying it right, I'm going to focus on. Um, <laughs> Practice that. And then later that night, I was looking through Disney+. Plus. I was just looking through to see like what else happened during this time period. Kind of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the end of Disney's 2D animation empire. Um, and I saw a movie called Atlantis, which I don't think I'd ever heard of. I, I remember Atlantis, the Lost Empire... Uh, being on a poster at Burger King and maybe seeing a commercial for it as a tie-in to some sort of Happy Meal or some shit. Uh, so I watched that, but that means I had to go back and watch Planet Treasure. Fuck. <laughs> just because those two just blurred together watching them both in a day. And they're not even super similar movies, but because they came out like within a year of each other, there is so much of the technology that is implemented in, in both yeah. of them. I want to pitch a Versus episode someday of Atlantis and Road to El Dorado, because those are exactly the same movie. I would listen yeah. to it. Yeah, You're I, encouraged I, A lot. <laughs> you may not join. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll evaluate That's the 1984 Czech miniseries, Road to El Dorado. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, we're um, here to evaluate the actual uh, Spanish colonization of. Uh... <laughs> this is a documentary, yeah, right? That'll be that'll be a tasty episode. Conquistadors, are they still good? <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! No! Oh no! Okay, well, uh, let's move. Truth on to from power, this joke. gentlemen. Truth to power. So, so you want to? Should we? Should we give like a short synopsis of this film, or are we just assuming that everybody's seen? Ooh, someone's volunteering. Sure, um, <laughs> tell us about Cortez. No, 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 no. Tre- tre- planet Treasure. <laughs> yeah, give us give us a more elaborate description of of Treasure Planet than Treasure Island in Outer Space. I mean, it is Treasure Island in Outer Space. It uh, is. Pretty much exactly. I did, I did set you up for that one. But, yeah. Uh, but what it is, is it's, there was a book called Treasure Island, and, and the plot is basically that there's this inn, there's a kid and, and his mom, and this... This old pirate comes in and he's like, he's dying and he warns this, this kid about this nasty guy and then they barely get away from the inn because it's getting destroyed for some reason and uh, the kid has a map that he took from the, from the dying pirate and that map is to a whole island of treasure. Um, yes. Well, they took that and then they wanted, they, they basically just want to do that in space. Um, that was <laughs> Ron Clement and John Musker's vision. Um, right. 
A little yeah. background on those guys. It sounds like you've done some research. You probably know this, but I guess for the people listening, all my everything I read was in Italian. <laughs> okay, I mean, maybe you could do like a we could do like another language version. Just read that. I mean, I dub every one of these podcasts into Italian. Okay, so. good, good, good. I was yeah. worried that you wouldn't, but that's that's, that's most of our audience. <laughs> I really <laughs> why, expect this is why I made this problem in the first place. That's why we can't be racist to Italians. No, I really do expect them to be reading the subtitles in this podcast. Okay, and uh, watching us in the original language. <laughs> that's the true form. That's the, I mean, watching us. Yes, subs not dubs, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Especially when it comes to podcasts. Oh yeah, exactly for sure. <laughs> So uh, I, w- I wanted to give us some background on these guys because I found it really interesting. Ron Clements and John Musker, who produced Treasure Planet. Now you got me it. trying to say it wrong. Yeah, and You're doing it, great. Right? Don't second guess yourself. <laughs> um, special boy. They started as character animators on The Fox and the Hound, which is apparently one of my childhood favorites that I don't remember. But my mom won't <laughs> shut up about how much I love that movie as a four-year-old. <laughs> I've, yeah i've heard her say this actually. yes yeah tell right stories about things you don't remember as it just assumes everyone cares. well it's it's a little funny because when a four-year-old says the fucks in the hound the fucks in the hound in Safeway because they saw it on dvd it's kind of not a it's kind of a problem because it sounds like something else mm. <laughs> you can curse on this podcast but you can't say hound okay so, so... so the fucks in the dog is what it sounds fucks and the pups Fucks and the pups. No, and the pups. That's my new pod podcast. Subscribe and like, and click that bell for notifications. Hit, hit the like works? button. Is, is there bells in podcasts? <laughs> they can be. Okay, ring a ding ding. Uh, so these these two guys, uh, Ron Clements and John Musker, were character animators on the Fox and the Hound, and they were writers on the Black Cauldron. And um, from then, from then on, that was around the uh, the time. What year was that? Probably God. Probably like mid to late 80s how old were you when you were four um well the movie the fox and the hound had been out for a while so i, I don't right. think that helps <laughs> this, this mid 80s mid 80s to confirm how old wait did you just ask how old <laughs> yeah, you were you when you were four? Okay. that went right over my head i'm glad i caught that <laughs> and you went okay <laughs> it's gonna trick you yeah oh shit i gotta pay attention truth to power <laughs> So, so they wanted to, the, the story goes, is that they wanted to do Treasure Planet in space. And they were so insanely passionate about this. But the Black Cauldron almost killed Disney. <laughs> it was a huge flop. Like, uh, what was it? Um, it cost tw- $25 million to make, and it only made 21 in the box office. Um, which... Which was really bad, and then like they didn't, they were they weren't really able to merchandise it or anything else, which is a huge uh, part of the revenue for children's films now right. nowadays. For for perspective, like those Disney movies in general, like, um, not only do they make back their budgets, they make back multiple times of that, making like, it worth spending like the four years that they oh tend to God. spend on these movies. It's insane. Like, <laughs> so yeah, losing money is yeah. like. It's also just that time and that brand just being hurt because Disney they, oh, built this, be- this same brand. No, no, I'm, I'm done. You're good. Well, I, I was just going to say that they had to move studios because it was such a massive hit to the company. All of the animators had to move to like basically a warehouse in order to keep working on the film. I thought you were going to say in with their parents. That is <laughs> uh, a real, also a real thing. <laughs> but... Um, 
that's that's different companies that's that's my <laughs> that's uh that's everyone's startup in silicon valley um i recently learned what was it that on a lot of disney's recent films they make back up to like 500 times what they put into it or like 800 Holy times shit. it's because yeah. they're like their recent animated ones are putting in 200 million whether it's pixar or disney animated like yeah they, they make billions the back it's nuts i don't but I mean, a lot of that's merchandising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. counting everything. Totally. Yeah. Obviously, each movie is not making a hundred billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the cool thing about uh, this story, how this came to be, is uh, Ron Clements and John Musker are kind of like a super duo in the power couple. Yeah, they're a power couple for sure in the animation, like directing, producing world. Um, because they wanted to make planet treasure planet treasure thank you <laughs> um and disney wouldn't let them because they had you know suffered such a massive loss from the black cauldron so what disney uh did when they tried to pitch it to jeffrey katzenberg who was the the guy in charge at the time disney said to them all right we'll let you make it but you have to make three hits before you can make uh, Treasure Planet. See, <laughs> every time I gotta think about it now, you've ruined this movie's title for me. <laughs> um, treasure Island in Outer Space. Yeah, basically. Um, and so. Space Treasure. <laughs> space, space Treasure Time. Adventure. I'm just gonna call it a different thing every single time now. You've I'm, unleashed I'm it. still waiting for you to say it in Italian. <laughs> hmm. I'm looking the, it up right now. I, it's going to be like Tesoro or something. The, the, what's crazy about that is that they they did it. They made three hits. They made Aladdin, uh, The Little Mermaid, and Hercules, which, like, each one of those Damn. is a lot of people's childhood, like, Disney film. Like, that was, like, the yeah. renaissance for Disney. No, so, those are all amazing films. They also literally call it the Disney renaissance. <laughs> So they made these three movies, and Kastenberg's like, all right, green light, go, go. No, go. not even. He got fired. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the producer was like, okay, we promised you this. I guess, fine, whatever, just do it, go. And they and they had already had, like, it, it, most of it all fleshed out, I think. Um, but then they started producing it and directing it and everything. And this was during a time where animation itself was changing. Like, uh, let's see, what year did this film come out? I should know like they that. started using more colors, or well, yeah, well, ugh, I mean, I'm, I don't want to be that guy. Technically, yes, they did upgrade. Please be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I would love to get as technical as possible. On I, I do things that we don't. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not able to go like that deep on it. But if you bore me, I'll cut it out. Don't worry. Okay, make us sound cultured. that's all we ask. <laughs> Tell Please. us about your favorite pixels. Merry Christmas. What? <laughs> what? It's, uh, Did you hear that? <laughs> that's the secret word. He hit the secret word. <laughs> wow. Okay. So my phone. I guess I just gotta turn it off. What the? What the heck? Okay. So it thought I said, "Okay, Google, ho, ho, ho," <laughs> and it was yeah. yeah. It just tried to do it again, and it responds, "Merry Christmas." So I'm gonna turn this off. So quick, quick side bit. What what always makes my phone turn on the most mm-hmm. is I'm gonna butcher this, but the uh, the Korean alphabet is Hangu. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't ever really figure out if there's an L in it or not, but it sounds enough like Hey Google 
that my phone <laughs> turns on and asks me a question. Turn it off before it says anything. Haha, too slow. From all the times that you're counting in Korean? I mean, I'm in Koreatown, and I have a Korean roommate, so the word comes up more than you'd think. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. I wonder also, if... I'm just generally more cultured than you, so. Yeah. Okay, fair, we, fair, fair. That does matter a lot. We, we, we have to count our culture points. I eat croissant, you know? That's... A croissant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I can't say that yeah. word. I don't have enough points. I have enough I refuse. <laughs> It's still, it's still, it's not in my skill tree. We were talking about yeah, we're, uh, Katzenberg getting fired. Where was I? That's right. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even remember who got hired uh, instead of him. But, but basically, he got fired, and he was the one who said no. So, and the, you know, the company had promised that they could make this film, so they gave him the green light to make it. And this was uh, what's so cool about this film to me is that it was at a time, it was made in a time where two D animation was still the best way to get really, really good acting and expression out of, um, you know, an animated character's face. Uh, the only reason that Toy Story worked was because humans only had a couple seconds of screen time because they look awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. the toys looks look fine. Like mm. Sid's a little terrifying looking, again, on purpose. but <laughs> Yeah, he's gross, but it kind of works for him because that's yeah, his totally. M.O. <laughs> He's supposed to look a little inhuman. He's like, you know, like the, that uh, that lack of light behind his eyes is on purpose. You know. You know what's weird to think about is like I would totally hang out with Sid. <laughs> like that's to- like you know what I think I I think I did hang out with Sid. Like that's a cool kid. I mean, I I took my action figures and like I lived on the second story growing up, and we had like a laundry line that ran off our balcony to a redwood tree in the backyard. Mm. And I definitely took my like toy soldiers and <laughs> ran them out on the line and threw like rocks at them until they fell down. So I mean, you know, right? Uh, Your standard uh, Toy Story PTSD story. Yeah, and I, I you so know. Toy Story three. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that was in that. <laughs> Gavin, were you in Toy Story three? They stole it from me. Ah, no wonder. That makes sense. How do you think the toys are doing during quarantine right now? Uh, they're getting more playtime than they've ever gotten, I'm sure. What well, if that they're separated that they're... from Andy? <laughs> if they're separated from everyone, like, <laughs> do they just have to sit there not blinking for months? It depends on if somebody's looking in the room or not. No, you know? no I guess it's the other thing. The, the They're there all the time. Right, that's what the I mean. The kids are they just constantly there, downtime. and they, they don't get to blink. I don't think the toys need to blink. Yeah, I think that if anybody needs to not blink, like it's okay if it's okay for anybody not to blink. I think toys are like very good at that. They don't I think this practice. is all incredibly problematic. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious. So something about do you guys see the newest Toy Story, Toy Story Four? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen? I don't remember if it was in like an extras bit or like a sh- one of the shorts on Disney Plus. But Sporky is, I think that's the character's name. Correct, Sporky. He, he has like this. Uh, like little four minutes, Sporky does a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a few of those, but I don't remember where I saw this. But but he had a thing where he's like, "Why am I alive?" <laughs> and um, everyone just... that's that's a running bit. Yeah, that is continuous throughout the movie, <laughs> and I believe is in the shorts as well. Yes, there's a there's a long there's a good amount of uh, Woody having to convince Sporky <laughs> not to commit suicide and undo <laughs> the fact that he shouldn't exist. That is his character development is realizing God. that maybe he can exist, which is you know dark, but like you know an important and uh, not that so dark. Good. Toy Story. Toy well, Story Four real... got me through some time. It's asking. <laughs> Well, it's asking the real questions of, my life. of Toy Story. The, the, the questions that I always wanted to know. 
the important questions. How are these toys alive? What is happening here? What kind of like like demon witchcraft? See, well, did you see Onward? Look, you know, again, we're mm-hmm. just you know bags of <laughs> there meat. There you go, Onward being carried on like skeletons with like electronic shocks going through like gray matter in our in our skulls. Right, like, right. See, and that makes why sense. Why is any of this? But this is injection molded um, plastic, so I don't I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. You you nailed it. <laughs> so so planet know. treasure. Right. Anyways, <laughs> uh, this movie was made at a really interesting time because two D animation was the was the best way to get good acting and expression out of animated characters that aren't toys. <laughs> um, and if you look, like uh, let's see, um, Tarzan was nineteen ninety nine. Um, yep. What else was out? What else was around that time? Well, Atlantis um, came out right before this as well. Yeah. And then Lilo and Stitch was the same year as this. It was. That's right. That's another good one. Uh, Pocahontas so was 95. I think Away was too. But um, Disney has been using 3D effects since the early 90s in their films. Um, even like The Lion King, I, th- I think, had some 3D effects in it that were really subtle. And I mean, yeah, it's got some sweeping camera motions as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in the the more you the more you know to look for it, the more you you start to see stuff like that. Because I didn't notice any of that stuff as a kid, of course, but now that I'm studying it and it's my career, um, I'm noticing it constantly. So that was probably one of the most interesting things rewatching this movie, Treasure Planet, as an adult, as a like professional CG artist, um, is noticing all of the different techniques that they used. And like being able to appreciate basically like that people weren't really using them uh, that way at the time. Like Tarzan's most advanced CG feature was that they built a vine um, tool <laughs> to basically like place uh, these 2D vines in a 3D space so that uh, when Tarzan was sliding on these 3D vines, they could apply a 2D texture to the vine afterwards and they they could have basically a shot to animate on top of the, the 3D panning camera because uh, it's really hard to hand draw all of these characters just standing still with a standing still camera so it's even more complex right. and, and difficult when the camera is doing all these crazy movements that's one of those first times that like I feel like I noticed it and this movie was a continuation of that where it still feels very much like more akin to the you know Disney that I think of when I think of Disney because this is still what I jump to first rather than like uh, the Avengers the live action remakes right yeah I don't think of that as Disney even <laughs> this was when it was starting to change mm-hmm. and that was like I remember part of the because uh, these guys actually directed um, the Princess and the Frog as well and Moana yeah and Moana well Moana's three right. D though isn't it mm-hmm. it is but like true. Princess and the Frog was being hailed like being part of the advertising campaign was a return to two D even though I'm sure it used a bunch of 3D elements as well. Yeah, I mean the tools that they use. I mean, you don't, you just don't animate in 2D anymore. It's it's not feasible. Even South Park, they animate in Maya, which is the 3D software. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like no one, no one's doing 2D like, um, as their animation process. No, 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 that's not true. Um, <laughs> like Rick and Morty uh, is doing 2D. They're using uh, probably Toon Boom or. Um, maybe Adobe's newest Flash software. I doubt it, though. They're probably using it. Right, but nothing's being hand-drawn anymore. Uh, not, not unless it has to be. 
Um, so There's probably passion projects or like elements of TV shows yeah. where maybe they like use, use it for like a special effect yeah. or something. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't know if you guys have seen, I mean, I, I know <laughs> one of you has seen the recent Rick and Morty uh, episodes, but there's one where they have a bunch of dragons. Um, and I don't know how much you guys know about 2D uh, animation, but Nothing. the cheapest way to do it, the cheapest way to do any animation is to draw uh, or basically just have elements that you can control like a puppet so that you don't have to draw it every single time mm-hmm. for every yeah. frame. Um, and that's what they're doing in most like 2D animation that is because it's so much cheaper. Um, they'll just have different hand positions and arm positions and body positions and they'll just uh, swap them out when they need it. Um, and that's how Rick and Morty is done. But there's a lot of shots in like the episode with the dragon where it's so dynamic that you can't use a 2D puppet to animate that. Which is one of the beautiful things about Treasure Planet is I don't think we're ever going to see a movie like this ever again. Which kind of breaks my fucking heart, especially (laughs) because Disney now owns Pixar and Blue Sky. So there's no fucking reason for Disney to continue making just shittier versions of what those other studios make. Like at best, yeah. like I like Moana, I like Zootopia. They, if they were Pixar movies, they would be the worst Pixar movies. <laughs> and like, I just don't think we need that much in, in the in in the world. We don't need everything to be that sort of three D animation. I didn't really realize there was a budget concern because I miss I miss these movies. Yeah, and I don't think these two D movies are inherently better. I just think having that variety is pretty important because it's basically just a Pixar looking movie or whatever Leica makes every other year. Oh yeah, what's crazy that you you bring up Leica though is that they so Leica is they they make the stop motion films, um, Paranorman. Their most recent one right. was. Um, Something Missing about Link. evolution. Missing Link. Thank you. I still haven't seen it. Which I need. Yeah, I need to see it too. I feel like it's, I liked all the ones it's enjoyable. It's pretty good. I think it's actually one of the best Leica movies. Wow. Uh, especially if you don't count. Uh, what is it? Uh, Never Before Christmas. Oh. Oh what? Which isn't isn't they... like a film, but has a lot of the same crew on it. Okay, that would make, make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would be surprised if they didn't. Honestly, it's a pretty small world uh, stop motion right. animation. Yeah, or like certainly Corpse Bride would be. Yeah, that was that was fun. I like that one. But um, so the interesting thing about Leica is um, they have changed their process a lot in in the past years. They don't they actually they're they're a lot of their pipeline is really similar to um, traditional animation now, except instead of rendering it, they will uh, print the different elements <laughs> with the 3D printer and then uh stop motion basically use those in stop motion instead of hand sculpting them it was interesting when you were describing um you know 2d animation as like a puppet form Mm -hmm. it was the only thing i was thinking of was because i've definitely gone deep on watching like a bts videos because they're as beautiful as the films themselves almost Mm -hmm. um and yeah just like that style of animation is so dependent on not just the mobility of the puppets but like the way you do expressions and stuff is a lot of popping mm. in and out different things and moving things on points. Um, and yeah, just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically just like getting enough expression and emotion and out of characters. It's, it's really, really hard. Animation is so hard. You guys, <laughs> 
Um, yeah, well, one of the reasons I always take that for granted is because I always forget how much some of these movies cost. One of the things I really wanted to ask you mm. is, <laughs> why the hell does this movie cost $140 billion? That's a great question. Um, the same reason that Tarzan cost is $130 million. All right, but my follow-up question is going to be basically the same <laughs> It's the same question, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but that was sort of like an intro... Uh, segue poor segue into um you you have to hand draw every frame because they didn't the way that disney animation films work is not they don't use puppets they go in and what they do is they draw every major pose and then they draw the poses in between those and then they weight the timing so that the motion feels right and then the intern animators will draw the 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 tweens basically the in-between frames and then they have to do all the line art, and then they have a color artist come in and they color it. And so now you've got four different animators, five different animators, working on one shot for, I don't know, a week or two, depending on how long the shot is. And, you know, the shot could only be a few seconds long. And these are people who need to live and eat and support their families, <laughs> right? Yeah, one would hope that they'd be able to do that. Right, yeah. No, I don't think these people should get paid, Campbell. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people who feel that way. At least when I uh, look at who wants uh, to take my commissions. <laughs> well, I assume it's like a lot of overlap with what's been happening forever in the visual effects industry. Yeah. It's yeah. just like it's it's high skill that should be paid a lot more than it is. And the unions like came into animation and VFX like it's still an ongoing fight in a way that like hasn't been as long going maybe I would say as live action unions have been working. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it, it's it's really prevalent right right now. It's happening uh, quite frequently in I see it every day with people working in game studios. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you guys probably saw some of the controversy happening with Riot last year no um, yeah there was a lot of stuff i mean it, most of it was like um hr related things where the company was treating people poorly um but also a lot sure. of it is just like them okay so th there was um what was the name of this i think it was yeah it was for riot games uh for league of legends there was uh a character modeler slash rigger um and just for overview, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, a character like a modeler is somebody who makes the 3D model, and then the rigger is the person who goes in and places bones and basically makes them movable, makes them into a puppet. Um, and this person, and this person actually textured them too, so they they did everything, made the character, they did everything except for animating it for an animated um, music video. Uh, it's really cool. It's awesome, fucking awesome music video. It's called uh, KDA. It's like a fake K-pop band featuring um, some of the characters in League of Legends as the band members. It's okay. It was a really really cool like marketing thing, and it made them a lot of money. Uh, and the story goes that this character modeler, rigger, texture artist um, was an intern, and she slaved away on this character and put in so many hours of overtime that she wasn't paid for because it's salary. And. Uh, the uh, basically on the promise that she was going to get hired to work at the studio um from her, from her boss and as soon as she finished the character they let her go and they didn't they didn't bring her on <laughs> yeah I've, I've there's been a lot of similar stories about that there was like 
you know, famously too, was it Rhythm and Hughes uh, mm. for Life of Pi? Yeah. Did the, won an did Oscar, the... went out of business. Yeah. yeah. That's and a little bit different of a story, though, because the because the yeah, there's the different business that, elements like, in play. Yeah, the, the the people behind that, like they they wanted, they were so passionate about just working on it, and I, the, the the person who owned that company stopped taking any money from the company and just like did everything he could to keep paying people until mm-hmm. it went under. The problem is that he didn't tell anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it ended with people not getting paid too. Right, because there was just no money. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's um, pretty sad. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sucks, and it's it's the kind of thing. I don't. I don't mean to harp on this on our our nostalgia cast <laughs> talking about, um, <laughs> but it, you know, it is it is important and prevalent in the history of like specifically um, these fields. And you know, Disney has had a they had a lot of union unionized. They had a very rough time getting unions, and a lot of people left Disney. Uh, I think just before this time, more so. Um, There's a lot of very big famous ed- um, animators who wound up leaving Disney. Because um, the workers weren't being paid the way they should be being paid, or like the hours were longer than like you know should be, and you know they really had to step up and well, I'm just left the company because they couldn't reach a, a place with Disney Animation. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I heard a lot about that happening way early on, and then also like a few years back too. But I don't know. Yeah. Walt Walt didn't seem like the uh, the best boss. <laughs> yeah. But Roy Disney sounds like an okay boss, and he's the one who kind of got this put together. I don't actually know anything else about that man, so maybe I was speaking out of my ass. <laughs> speaking of speaking out of my ass, what do you guys think of the flatulence monster in this movie? <laughs> oh my god, he's better than Jar Jar. I'll say that. <laughs> I. I famously like just don't enjoy fart jokes, and there was something about this whole character who was a <laughs> fart joke that was a little, actually, a little endearing. <laughs> I don't know, maybe just in what? in my older age, I what? enjoy fart jokes. Well, here's the thing: know. he is. This is his race. That is his culture, right? So if you can't appreciate that, then that makes you a racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just didn't want to be racist, so I just laughed at the fart jokes. Yeah, I think that's. I, I thought about that when I was watching this. And my first, my initial reaction was rolling my eyes. You did? You did? Wait, what? You thought, if I don't laugh at this, am I racist? No, 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 no. Well, part of it crossed my mind. It will make sense in a second here. (laughs) I have to laugh at this. Just forced laughter. There's nobody in the room. It's just me. (laughs) So when I saw it again, my first reaction was rolling my eyes. And then uh, the doctor character speaks back to him in flatulence. And the other guy laughs, and he's like, "Okay, he actually like this is a developed language in this lore, and right. <laughs> this is his. This is the whole. There's a whole culture that we're not looking at about this fart boy. <laughs> this is also just like um, one of the earlier times that I remember it was walk getting to this point is like the thirty seconds before that where we step out of the inn for the first time, really, and we're seeing all the background characters just light up." Because this, like, to me, is what Star Wars kind of should feel like. Is, like, the background, everywhere you look, there are these very... Someone has spent a lot of time developing this specific character. They are moving in a very specific way. And their, like, species is being expressed in a very, like, visually rich way. And when we spend some time with, like, our first kind of big alien... Um, that isn't in the inn. It is this flatulence. This I, I forget what the actual species is called. 
but like you get to see him in his menacing light when he's bumped into and he's kind of <laughs> kind of terrifying look and then he farts at you and you're like oh shit are they gonna have to like throw down over some fart noises and then the there's the this interaction is settled through fart noises he warms up and like the animation because this is a very physical creature there's you know it's not speaking any language that we can understand mm. so it's all expressed visually and like really impressive level like is it there is extremely strong animation in this movie which i'd kind of forgotten about yeah because you know around this time too is like not that long before was like the robin hood movie which is holds very warm in like a lot of people's memories but the animation's all recycled the budget was very small yeah it's a good point <laughs> i forgot about that yeah the 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 robin hood with the fox and the and, yeah. and baloo <laughs> as um the, i forget his name the squire Right, yeah, yeah, and there's like just a lot of recycled God, walk cycles. That was that a very movie. comparatively cheap movie, but yeah, it's super endearing. And this movie, mm. you know, I didn't remember as strongly, um, but like watching it now, where I, you know, I'm, I really, really enjoy animation too. It's still much more of a mystery to me than other filmmaking, mm. but um, I very much appreciate the attention to detail that we're seeing. Like this entire film looks gorgeous yeah this this world feels lived in the characters all feel like there's a whole race of them out there i'm endeared to like every character on the ship at a different level but they're all memorable and unique it's really a credit to the movie that it could can make a well-lived in sci-fi world well enough that you could forget that oh there's no actual science in this movie it's, holding anything okay together. that <laughs> bothered me so much on the rewatch because i love i like i started watching star trek a lot in college um i'll say like five six seven eight years ago something like that cool. and and i and i got really into like uh this science fiction not science fantasy where things are sort of kind of plausible. But then they start talking about like, oh, there's a black hole we're getting sucked in. Make sure your lifeline is... T- it's a fucking rope. <laughs> You're on a boat. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, he floated off, but now you can get pulled back in. Everybody just... Let's not even talk about the air situation. Well, it's not air. It's Ethereum. And uh, all the characters <laughs> yeah. breathe Ethereum. It, it uh, really simplifies things and makes it just, makes just sense, a fun you know. adventure for kids. Which, I'm completely on board with this. Which is actually really great. It's the coolest thing about this movie is that you don't have to worry about a lot of the air problems with space movies. No. Yeah. yeah. And well, like they... this... Speaking of space fan- or science fantasy, mm. which I usually am... Like, I, I have Sci-fa. a lot of problems with... Uh, you know, Star Wars and telekinesis and like anytime, you know, just magic in general, let's be honest. <laughs> yes. F- f- the fantasy aspect of, of, of sci- fantasy is pretty hard for me. Um, but like, this was the kind of movie I could just get lost in. Uh, nothing broke the universe that they were building to me. Like everything was fine. Like, sure. The core of this planet is just empty <laughs> robot parts. Right. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. This would bother uh, me in most movies. This, this would be this all jokester, I would talk about. Yeah, this jokester robot can totally uh, ha- just, you know, has two seconds memory like a goldfish, but he can still crack jokes. And uh, remember, he's only forgotten What's exactly what he needs to forget. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. The bits part. <laughs> his brain's gone, but he's still got bits. Shoot. Some bits. Good. Yeah. That's how I feel a lot I, of the time. It's very relatable. <laughs> like, I can't think straight, but I can do bits. <laughs> Maybe that's why I can remember, because that's probably my least favorite character oh, in me the too. actual movie. Yeah, also, just too. like, Martin Short's just, I don't know, does nothing for me. 
He, I think he does too much for me. Is a better way for me to put it. <laughs> That's a different way of saying the same thing. Yes, but yes. yes, I agree. Oh man, uh, I, I wanted to speak a second on something that that I that I'm I guess nostalgic about is the is the fun way to put it. One of the reasons that it makes me sad that we'll never see a movie like this again in a very specific way is that um, there are things that you can do with 2D characters that you can't do with 3D characters. Like, for instance, um, do you guys remember Arrow? I think Captain Arrow or something. No, not Captain Arrow, but um, Lieutenant. Yeah, Arrow, the the first mate. Yeah, the first mate. I forget his title, I guess, first mate. Oh, okay, yeah, the rock the Rock, rock boy. The well-dressed rock dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very well-mannered and spoken and whatnot. Um, if, you, if you ever watch this again or if you scrub through it and just look at screenshots, you'll notice that 99% of the time, his jaw is at a three-quarters angle because that character design doesn't work in 3D the way that they've made him. So if he hmm. faces you, it's kind of like looking at a Simpsons face head on. It looks wet, bad, and weird, and scary. <laughs> um, so these are just things that can't be translated into 3D. Interesting. I mean, maybe it's not the same thing as 3D. So they did a pretty interesting 70-30 rule just with how they approach this movie with regards to fantasy and sci-fi. And that also holds to some of the individual re- rendering. Like, all the all the human animation was done in 2D, and then Ben and the cyborg parts of Long John Silver mm-hmm. were done with a flat 3D render. Yeah, I was wondering if, if you guys were going to notice that. I... No, no, you're totally right, yeah. I mean, no, notice is a strong word. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I believe Sage, Sage, Sage read some, uh, read, read some Wikipedia <laughs> entries. Oh, I gotta uh, call him out. Fit into the world a little bit different, but yeah, I didn't know why. Uh, you know what it is? Is um, so fuck you, Gavin. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was really uh, clever because otherwise they would have had to hand draw every single one of those mechanical parts, every frame. Um, well, and like there is something uh, specifically like long, long, long John Silver's entrance. When like that that hand uh, first comes into play, he reaches out with like all his knives mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> towards Jim and is just like holding it out, and you know there's all this thing, and then he just starts like flipping his hand around as it like flips into a hand. He grabs things, flips into like different tools, uh, and it's just so fluid in a way that like at the time CGI didn't feel this fluid to me. Like that felt something different. This is. Um, and with the way that Long John, they took so much care with animating all of Long John Silver. He moves so beautifully. It's so strange to look at this like kind of monstrous looking dude uh, exhibit just this warmth that pops through the screen. It's... That really makes you care about him. Yeah. Especially, and like, the other thing is I grew up with multiple versions of um, Treasure Island before this. I actually read the book growing up. I had this beautiful hardcover version no of it. No way. That Oh, yeah. that's cool. I've never read it. The only thing I, the only reason I know about it is because from this movie. It's wonderful. Yeah. No, I had a, a beautiful, beautiful edition of it. And then there was the live action Disney version of the movie too that I I grew up watching, right. which is not as strong. There's there's still some great stuff in it, but it it's definitely not um, what this movie is. And then it's no also, Treasure Planet in outer space. It's also no no well, I screwed no that up twice. <laughs> It's also no Muppet Treasure Island, which, mm. you know, was also, you got Tim Curry in it. I have seen that, actually. <laughs> but there's a Muppets lot to Island love in treasure. that. There's so much to love in that. I would totally revisit that, too. And Tim Curry's amazing. But this Long John Silver, like, 
really stole the show for me. He's doing such an amazing job with this character. And um, the way that they treat him as a father figure for, you know, this kid who's rebelling because he is not just lacking authority, but he's lacking, you know, warmth that like his mother's giving him so much, but there's like just been this wedge there yeah. and he's got no one else to turn. Well, he's to. got daddy issues. It's classic. He's got heavy. Daddy yeah. Issues. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I didn't think it was going to get me. But some of those sequences where... Oh, totally. Oh, oh yeah, when Goo Goo Dolls comes on and he gets to just spend time with Long John Daddy. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yes, yes. I can't, like, and I, I really, I'm not a Goo Goo Dolls fan. <laughs> and, like, I that song, That's if it, like, you. came on anywhere, out, like, outside of this movie, I would be, like, searching for the skip button. Right. <laughs> um, well, it did. <laughs> like, this was a single. And I yeah. heard this well, like twenty years before I saw this movie. All right, but I'm I'm just saying this is not my kind of music in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And it very much gives me the feeling of you know Tarzan. Similarly, had like just a montage break in the middle that like the music does not really fit the vibe of the movie <laughs> was, to me. Well, you know what, Phil Collins went hard on it, and I want to <laughs> I want to respect that and appreciate it. I mean, respect to respect to you. Like it manages to work somehow for the world, though. Like, yeah. If I heard the the Goo Goo Dolls dudes song outside, I would not imagine bonding with a new father figure who's going to betray <laughs> you and try and steal a planet full of treasure. <sighs> just not what the song screams to me. Yeah. But but like so, just the character animation really sells that montage it's it totally works i think i think long john silver that character um a couple of things is probably a big part of why the budget is so large because can you imagine one animating him in 2d uh, and two animating his arm and leg and a uh, face apparatus that eyeball <laughs> I, the eyeball, Laser eyeball. The whole that whole like third of his face has got some gears and stuff on it that move yeah. around the whole time yeah, what's the problem? In, it's simple. In conjunction <laughs> with each other, though. Like, like there's 2D animation, which is hard, and 3D animation, which is hard, especially at the time with the tools that they were using, which were awful. Right. Pencils. Combining those together in a way that looks so good. And and, and I also noticed, too, like, that, like there was some shots where he wagged his finger at, at uh, the camera, one of these characters. I think he was, like, lecturing the other pirates to not mutin, mutiny or mutinize, whatever the conjugation of that is. He's going soft. Yeah, when he was going soft, exactly. And he was wagging his finger. His finger bent, the the robot finger bent, farther than it should have been able to. But that is impressive to me because that means that they accounted for all kinds of movement in the in the rig for this robot arm, which is insanely complicated. But then also just like how like not even just how good this character looks, but the voice acting yeah. Oh man, he, he, that guy does such an incredible job. I went and looked him up after too, and he had not done much and hasn't done much in terms of film. It seemed like. Yeah, I, I, I don't, re- I don't recognize it or remember his voice at all from anything else. Just some Irish dude, right? <laughs> I'm assuming he was a stage actor, mm. uh, but like, yeah, knocked it out of the fucking park. <laughs> My God. Yeah, yeah the voice, the voice acting is pretty interesting in this to begin with because it was almost everyone's first time voice acting except for david hyde pierce who'd just come off of a bug's life who was he in? Um, was he um david hyde pierce was uh dilbert the doctor doctor do- 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 right. i wanted to bring him up Dobler? and how Dibbler? delightful that character is always <laughs> if he is on screen got a nice little dance where he says go dilbert go dilbert go <laughs> oh God, i think that, that was, was the most painful part i of the entire think movie. it was i agree <laughs> 
I think, no, I agree that it was painful, but the thing is, I think it was supposed to be. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it works. He is, he, he, is, he is embarrassing everyone around mm-hmm. him and me at home somehow. Yeah. I feel embarrassed. Like a very good dad moment. I kind of thought, um, if I hadn't known going into this, I kind of would have figured that he would be the dad father figure. <laughs> right. In the beginning and there's, the there's, there's elements where like he's trying to fill that role, but there's just a disconnect. He's, he's not cool enough for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> <laughs> um wait a minute yeah, i don't know how to better explain that because like did joseph, I mean, there it is did hold yeah. on was that because i didn't look that up jo- oh, hold on it second. is i gotta look this i gotta i gotta have to type yeah, gavin keep talking yeah I'm make sure to up. use your keyboard yeah. and clicker just like all is those it, sounds all over is this good is this good foley fuck your mechanical <laughs> keyboards <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll mute myself. Uh, Gavin, go. You can't just do something in a bike and call it Foley. <laughs> Isn't that what that is? I'm pretty sure this is just Foley. Hold on, I gotta oh, clean my sage. teeth real as, quick. Get some Foley. As a sound expert, mm-hmm. I'd like to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, while he's doing that, I want to ask what everyone's favorite side character is. Oh, man. Um, I, there's a lot, but like the specifically. When um, the crew is turning on Jim, like, angrily because he overhears them, and the one guy, like, starts walking up to him, and he's got, like, tentacles, uh, like, for a beard, and he goes, what are you looking at, Jimbo? And then proceeds, then his, like, chest opens up, and there's another face there that says, yeah, what are you looking at? And then they separate, and you realize that they're two beings that just like to hang out on top of each other, looking like a, a, you know, one being. It's a great bit. Wanna... Continues to be fantastic throughout the entire film. Ter- okay, well, fuck. That was my first and only answer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know this character's uh, lore, backstory. I want to see the planet this character came from, where they right? all look like or, this Is person. everyone like that, or is it two <laughs> different combinations all the time? There's a beard person and a torso person? <laughs> like, is it a symbiotic like couple of species that just hang out all the time, or is that the male and female of the species, or... You know, did they just find each other through the odds, like, across this great universe? Just, like, one time, you know, they were both crewing up on this, like, new spaceship. They're flying out, doing piracy and shit, and they just looked over, and it's like, oh, wow. This... There's the part of me I didn't know I was missing. We fit so one well together. One day, the head planet was on a collision course with the torso planet. <laughs> he got chocolate in my peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my favorite story, because it makes that character so much more likable. Because they're kind of a dick if you don't think of it as like <laughs> is that, and, and I like that I'm ta- calling them they as a unit like they are one character. Right. We right. don't know how they prefer to be called. Well, no, I'm not even talking about their pronoun. I'm just talking about like it's a plural. <laughs> like it's both of them are it one also, unit. <laughs> it also allows for when um, Long John Silver's putting the crew in their place after uh, the Wasp guys are kind of gone for uh, Jimbo. Mm-hmm takes the sword out and swings right at that at those two and they just like jump and separate and the sword can fly right on through. It <laughs> was very good. Great bit. It's wonderful. Great bit. It was a great shot. It's great. <laughs> it's a well thought out. I so when they leave the inn which is full of all these frog people and they go to what I I forget what it's called but I'm just going to call it Space Venice. Um they're asking for directions and it's just it's a robot on a ladder that says yeah, they're down there, and and the camera <laughs> tilts down to just a gorilla person and goes, "You can't miss it." Yeah, I and like. Oh, this this is a good movie. <laughs> the you can't miss it guy. Maybe I'm gonna make him my answer. 
because fuck i just that was my god ah, damn it okay saying. well you didn't say you didn't you know, call it you didn't ca- no okay you can you have him this is true well another great voice is just that that wasp like snipper guy that i was talking about who who kills arrow later on right uh, with his snippy hands um <laughs> it might be the claw guy from futurama yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clamp <him>. clamps <laughs> oh god i want to dub that but that guy's voice, that like low, uh, you know, gar- almost gargly, mm. just <laughs> there's there's so many great bit characters, Je- like well, Jiminy I- Glick, uh, whoever that voice was, you Martin know, Short. fantastic. Yeah, Martin Short really I makes know. the movie. As you guys, I don't were saying like earlier. his voice acting, yeah. but I like the character design. I don't like the character. Uh, I-, I think it's a little over the top. Um, it kind of ruins a lot of the immersion. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'd like okay. that to be a different, different person. That doesn't. <laughs> Although it's, I'm, I'm okay. Like it doesn't ruin the movie for me. I'm, I'm not, I think I'm okay with it. Who? Boy, it's really hard for me to pick one, just one character to really enjoy. I think since we haven't brought her up yet, um, I'll go with the captain. Okay, cool. That yeah, was my backup. She's great. If you were going to really push for gorilla person, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a cat captain, and she falls in love with the dog. That's so good. Which is they, they were very fun together too. Mm-hmm. Just like. Positively imbecilic. <laughs> you know, and then he, allow like, me to make this slightly more monosyllabic for you. Mm, yeah. And then I don't much like the crew that you like she did it. She yeah, that was very well written and what very is well it acted. I said earlier? <laughs> and that's uh Brilliant. who's that again? Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson, yeah. Oh, man. The most British yeah. <laughs> most British lady out there. I, I, I'm sure she's a dame, right? Dame? <laughs> or abroad? No. I don't remember no. what Dame means. Like, well, I think Dave's like Lady Sir. I think I have no idea. Like it's an actual title. Well, yeah, I just know it's Dame Helen Mirren, right? She's yeah. she's she's a right in uh, if you know that. about dames or just want to mispronounce tomato. <laughs> Clamato. Still good pod at gmail.com. <laughs> it's Clamato. <laughs> I, I yeah I I really really like that character and I love I love when she insults him with uh, positively imbecilic. And that's his trigger. That is not. That is not okay. I will not. You can call me whatever you want, but you're gonna call me stupid in a smart you word. Call me chicken. Mm. <laughs> this is my turf, lady. <laughs> it really is all he has. That that and that really silly suit just reconfirming that. In case you were wondering, everyone can breathe Ethereum, and there's no such thing as yeah. Space. That was a good way to get across. Just make fun of the one guy who brought a spacesuit to space. I definitely thought that would have been a great idea, but it turned out you don't need it. There's Ethereum, you dumb dog. Turns out you could just breathe in space. Shouldn't he know that as the astronomer? You backwards imbecile. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. Isn't he like the Ast- only one who Astronomers knows just look at space, okay? <laughs> That's a the man's point. never been on a spaceship before. <laughs> oh, I was also man. trying to think of a more appropriate term for a, for a spaceship, but I guess like that is the most appropriate version of a spaceship that I've ever seen. Galactic so. Galleon. Yeah. You know. you know what really bothers me in one <laughs> in one uh, scene, I don't remember where, before they get on the ship, he one of the characters is like, yeah, it's just a boat right away. I'm like, why couldn't have you, why, did, why didn't you say ship? <laughs> it really bothers <laughs> me. Because <laughs> ship ride is dumb. That's why. <laughs> you heard it here first, Campbell. It's just a skip across the pond. No, that that bugged me just because it ruins the space theme. I know they're on pirate boat ship spaceships. Nailed it. But I just I don't know. Calling it calling it boats is bad to me. 
It hurts my ears for some reason. I don't know why that bugs me so much. I wanted to ask just about like the story world in in general mm. uh, and how how you would define it because I keep on accidentally calling it steampunk and that's so fucking wrong. Mm. Like because it is it's a past future thing and basically all representations of past future side by side get called steampunk, but it's not like any of the advanced technology right. comes for the like even at the end when the first pirate has crashed and says, there's treasure, here's your call to adventure, he looks out the blinds, and there's, like, an electronic <laughs> display of the blinds yeah, that, was cool. that show, like, the shadows outside. There's just that random really future technology yeah. in, you know, the 1600s. Well, and also, this world is almost entirely powered by solar, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which is why they've gotten... I, I saw, like, a, a, a dumb thing about, like, you know, this world's both very future, futuristic and very past, but it could just be that they, you know, kind of skipped over coal and just went solar, and this is where we could be, guys. Just saying. <laughs> parts of it look great. Parts of it don't look so great. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you could have, uh, you could have lot more robot pirates, cops <laughs> uh, flying that on kind solar dicks. powers. I, I love those. I, I kept expecting them to high-five. And I don't know if I was thinking of the cops or Futurama, but we're just motor. the vegan police. Like that's just what they reminded me of. I, I was yeah. I was thinking of the. Do you guys remember the book in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, that's such an incredible. Like that is, it definitely sets the tone. But that is the probably the most impressive part of this entire movie to me. Like the, those that different sequences is so in the transitions and how it shows. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I also the, my first thought was like, oh yeah, they didn't know about iPads yet. <laughs> which right, is not it's just like this separate it but it like is an ipad it's just an ipad that happens to to open and you can hold with two hands in a very organic it's, way it's a, it has pages and, oh fuck gavin doesn't know what an ipad is <laughs> <laughs> it, pay, it pays tribute to like it looks like the book i had growing up which mm. is really cool and i maybe like laughed at at the time or like just didn't respect but now like there's built-in nostalgia to this property, which is really I didn't cool. even make that connection because, of course, it's all coming from. I mean, it's basically it's the same story, just space. Yeah, it's unapolog- mm-hmm. unapologetically, you know, space. Which I didn't ones. like when I was growing up. I don't think mm-hmm. because I was like, I already know this story. I don't need to hear this story yeah. again. I definitely. But like now, I have much more affinity for it. <laughs> yeah, it really deserves the adaptation it, it gives to it. Like. It's it's just a very simple classic story, and they just put so much polish on it in, in yeah. an enjoyable way. Uh, really quick, I fucking forgot about Morph. I'm changing my answer to Morph. <laughs> oh yeah, Morph is no fantastic. No one has talked about Morph yeah. this entire time. We talk about animation for like 40 minutes, and no one mentioned Morph. <laughs> I think you know what Morph is probably. If this movie was made today, I think Morph would want to be one of the only improvements um, visually. Really? Yeah, I think Morph could look a lot better in 3D, but. Interesting. Uh, do you mean like the 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 character morph itself, or all the permeations just, when he just, just dittos into other people? Just visually, like only 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 the way that this character looks, uh, and the way that it moves, and the way that uh, it had this translucent property to it that didn't really yeah. work for me in two D. It's like see through bubble gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well said. Uh, no, really though, because parts of it are pink, and then other parts of it are like. <laughs> you've blown the bubble too too far and it's about to pop. <laughs> it's kind of well, I was joking with Sage too. He was complaining, you know, he's been uh, he's been on this budget kick because this movie yeah. Well, that was it's the thing not I was just this at. movie. I am constantly amazed that animation costs as much as it does. Because there are times where I'm like, well, they did shoot it in space. <laughs> <laughs> right, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Well, like every yeah. Disney movie in this period was the most expensive animated movie ever made. Sure, sure like it's kind of funny. Twice as much as Prince of Egypt and five times as much as Aladdin. <laughs> well, but like looking back to like the Fox and the Hound, most expensive animated movie made at the time. Yeah. Uh, goofy movie, not expensive. That's you know success. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> He's right, later. Movie. Satiate people like any, have any people drooling because that's coming up. I'm sure we're gonna do a movie. Oh, I love movie. Goofy movie. That. That's a great one. <laughs> but like Lion King, super expensive for the time. Tarzan, most expensive movie you know at the time too, right. and that was just a couple years before this was made. And then this became the most expensive movie ever made. Animated. A lot of them were pioneering new technologies each time too. Right. That too. Yeah. 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 Um. And this was definitely looked like it was pushing the envelope. And that was one thing. Like you know. Imagine if they had been able to make this the first time they tried. Yeah. That would have been right after the Fox. Yeah, I guess I'm, I, I guess I'm glad that they different. waited. Crazy. Yeah, yeah they, they got the technology to really be able to move the camera to make this feel like a, like a Spielberg or James Cameron story. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I, I wanted to say? Just their words. Uh, before, before we don't have time, um, I'm, I'm amazed I haven't brought it up yet. Um, do you guys know about the controversy behind this movie? And it's... And it's um, and then why it failed financially? No, it's wild. Um, so, You're making it sound like there's something I don't know, so I'm gonna go ahead and say probably. <laughs> this is like this a isn't, Me Too thing. This isn't confirmed. I don't no, want to no, no, sound no, no, like no, no. I don't know things. I'm a little scared. <laughs> I know stuff. I know stuff. <laughs> well, I know, I but feeling. if you want to tell Gavin, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and this is, is it because of the rat tail? It's the rat tail is what it is. No, <laughs> the I, I can't think of a clever um, hashtag with rat tail in it. Right into stillgoodpod at gmail.com <laughs> with all your rat tail puns. Yeah, I like that. This is our this is the podcast now where we just like make half a joke and then ask people to write in to finish it for us. <laughs> please, I'm down. yeah, do the, doing this. do the work, please. Do the hard hard part. Yeah, <laughs> you guys all seen Treasure Island? Like that hilarious part where... Um, How about you make the podcast? Shit, I forget. You, you, you guys write in. <laughs> write in the all script right, for the rest of the... <laughs> it's podcast Tell by it's a, committee. It's 2020. What's, what's this controversy? So, I need to know. So the, the controversy is... If you know, write in. <laughs> oh, God. So the controversy, it's not like confirmed, but it, it makes a lot of sense if you think about this uh, objectively and look at a lot of the, the, the facts and how it was released. Um, the controversy is that Disney might not have wanted this movie to succeed. Um, the fact that that Disney begrudgingly let Ron Clement and John Musker uh, produce this this film, Disney didn't want to make this film. Uh, the only reason that they uh, made it is because they were obligated to, because they promised uh, these animators if they made three hit movies in a row, which sounds impossible, that they were able to pull off with Aladdin, Little Mermaid, and Hercules. Um, that they were basically had to let, let them make it. And, and I think that a lot of it had to do with the technology. Uh, they didn't, they didn't want to move to 3D and this movie has a lot of that in it. And, uh, also just thematically, it wasn't fairy tale. It's not the, it doesn't feel Disney to a lot of the older people that had been with the company. Yeah, this isn't based off of Brothers Grimm. It's based off of a uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, right? Which isn't okay, and it's in space. What the hell is this? This is not Disney. So they, they didn't want Treasure it to do Island that. belongs on the ground <laughs> <laughs> with fairies and stuff. The commercials for this film are next to nothing. They're the the budget that they spent on marketing. It's just there's nothing there. The only commercial that you can find of this movie uh, is like. One like twenty thirty second ad uh, ad for like television that, that gives away the ending of the movie. 
doesn't show the strengths of the movie. It doesn't advertise the movie very well. And they released it. Um, Sage, you know a lot, a lot more about this than I do. I forget what time of year this would be. But the, they released it during a time of the year where movies just typically don't do that well. I mean, I'm sure that's changed a lot in 20 years. That's but a good like, point. to me, that'd be like, is this like jumped in January or something? I forget the, I forget which month. It, I could probably look that up. Um, I forget which month it came out. But yeah, it was released at a bad time of the year up against a bunch of other films that were, that uh, everyone knew was going to do really well. So they, and they could have, this movie was delayed for so much that they could have just waited. They could have held on to it for another half a year and released it. And it would have done so much better. Uh, if, well, I mean, this was, I don't know if they're sharing marketing with it, but this was the same year as Lilo and Stitch. And while I'm right. barely aware of this movie, like Lilo and Stitch commercials were everywhere. Exactly. They permeated. I was very aware of that yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Nobody knows about this movie. They didn't, they didn't market it and they could have. So the theory is that Disney didn't want this movie to do well. Disney killed it on purpose, which kind of bums me out because I think that, um, I want to know more. I don't think there needs to be sequels, but I do want to know more about this world. I mean, they, I think it, I they think were it developing attention. a sequel, and then it didn't they make did any They did try money. and make one, yeah. Yeah, and they had, like, there it was, was a TV in series in the world. That's right, pre-pro. that's right, there which was. Is, which is why it's weird to think that it would be buried if, like, they were already spending money on development for other things. But I guess different people are always mm. in charge of those decisions. I, I think I think what happened probably is some higher-ups just didn't want it to do well um, politically. They didn't... They didn't they didn't want it to do well for some reason. Um, they had their horse in, or they had their eggs in a different basket, probably. Because then they have to start setting all their monies in space, and it's so expensive <laughs> to film in space. It really is. Space cameras are just not cheap. <laughs> well, I think we can well, probably move on to our to our final judgments at this point, unless I cut off something important that Gavin was saying. Oh, I was just going to say that for all that, this this did get nominated for best animated feature, which I feel like there's not that many animated features that come out in a year. So it's not that impressive. Yeah. And you get but this, three <laughs> options to nominate <laughs> this, this along with Lilo and stitch though, were both nominated, uh, both lost out to spirited away. Mm, which, that's fair. Dope. fair. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not even, yeah, you don't have to talk about that even, <laughs> but yes, let's, let's, let's move on to final judgments. So Campbell, uh, you, you feel first. Was this still good, or was it something that was maybe better as a memory, or is this something that you're ashamed that you brought to us and we should never speak of again? <laughs> I I think it's still good. I uh, I'm glad it's still good. I was a little worried to be honest. I know there's a lot of '90s movie tropes that it has, but but yeah, I definitely the rat tail still really <laughs> hurts. Just in terms of '90s, I was worried about the but the that earring should come back. <laughs> It felt, you know what, I actually really loved all the 90s things. I forgot how much I am that and how much I embody the 90s as a human. So so maybe that actually helps me <laughs> more than it hurts. But yeah, I definitely think that it was worth rewatching. And I th- honestly, I think I might watch it again within the next uh, couple years. Hmm. Strong words. I mean, I watched it twice this week. Well, I don't, okay, that, I don't do that though. I don't watch movies, I don't watch the same movie in the same decade because i just don't i already know what happens well enough it's not well i take my job seriously <laughs> this isn't you, my you, job yeah, classifying it under research <laughs> okay that's a good point i should have watched it more than once no you're fine i've just impressed you watched it at all <laughs> <laughs> I, I i think this movie it, it was better than i remembered it this it was actually like because i'd kind of written this movie off to be honest uh kind of thrown it in there with um 
Atlantis in my mind, which I haven't seen in a long mm. time. Maybe that's better than I think too. But like this was it's a movie not. that I, I, love that movie. But no, I I was I was very impressed, and I think part of it was that like growing up with um, Treasure Island, I'd kind of gotten sick maybe of seeing the live action movie maybe a couple too many times that I didn't need to see this movie at the time. But like watching it now, like it does an amazing retelling of that story. The animation is incredibly solid and it's, it's just well done. It's really cool. It was a very fun movie. Uh, yeah, I, I think this movie is still good. I don't have to talk too much about this stuff to say that like, I did not have a memory. So the, the idea of it's, is it still good? Is it, is it relevant? Cause I was barely aware of what should have been a very popular and famous movie. I enjoyed it just as much as my favorite Disney movies. Like I honestly put this up there with Aladdin and and with The Lion King, uh, and I wish I'd gotten to grow up with it. Wow, that's, that's pretty big. Those are those are big words. I think yeah. it's hard for me to disagree with you. Aladdin just has such a big <laughs> place in my um, in my yeah, identity. But I mean, that's also that's a movie I grew up on. Yeah. And Lion yeah. King, yeah. I grew up on. And I think if I had grown up with this, this movie came out when I was like eleven. I would have loved it. I loved Titan A.E. That took this spot in my heart. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, you guys should watch Titan A.E. at some point. Keep keeping this movie in mind. Um, I want to know what you guys think about the differences between the movies. Because cause Don Bluth does a lot of things real different. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, a fascinating character. Yeah, it's weird. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. The the characters are my favorite thing about that movie. And... I don't know what else to say about it. Well, we do have one more Planet Treasure section. Just going to throw it out one more Just time. Shout out real quick. Don Bluth, ex-Disney, <laughs> left because of all the things we were talking about. I think you mean Disney XD. <laughs> mm. I do not, sir. I do not. All right. Uh, so our last <laughs> section is reboot time. Everything we ever loved is going to get remade eventually, except for Treasure Planet. Oh, let's pretend it does. Oh, God. I think it, I would not be surprised if this gets remade by Disney. Oh, my God. What if this got one of their live action remakes? I, I think it's 100% going to. It is. And wow. I mean, I'm curious. Like, it might, it might be good. It could, it could be good. Uh, imagine this with, like, the technology they're using to make um, The Mandalorian. Like... If it if it got that type of treatment, there's some cool stuff they could be doing. I'm not going to say it's like going to compete with the the animation like that was achieved on this film, but I'm open. It would to just be it would be action. so different. Is the thing you it'd be very hard to compare them um, like animation wise artistically. I'm curious how True. how where on the I want to know for both of you guys if this movie gets uh, remade in live action or in like semi live action or something like something along those lines. Maybe like well, I was even thinking just like a three D animation. Yeah, like pitch us how how you would want it to be made. Well, I mean, think about like Valerian Valerian in the City of a Thousand Worlds or whatever it is. Like that movie's not <laughs> of good. A I'm not thousand trying planet to sell anybody on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like just that one got me. There there could be some. I I I'm definitely open to that treatment. I would actually rather see that than like a three D CGI like fully so so like a live so like some something closer to the mandalorian that's a little bit more real and lived in and and an adult and visceral i i would be very open to it which is not something like i'm i have i have not really seen most of the cgi disney reboots they haven't really okay. you're talking about like lion king and aladdin yeah 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 i i saw the jungle book and i remember it being like 
pretty cool. It's like an achievement, <laughs> but like it's not something that's gonna ever replace yeah, the, been a the 2D I would like it. animation stuff that we we had earlier. And I love the Pete's Dragon remake. Like that feels like it's an earned place. I know Gavin, you don't care too much for that. I just don't really care. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's just Fair. it's just a cute fun movie and it doesn't really do much more than that, but it's very well made and Robert Redford's a delight. I I, I don't like any of the Disney live action reboots. I think that they're done very well and they're technically impressive and I'll watch them just to study them, but the the only thing I really got out of them was oh, what's his name? The guy that people like to impersonate, um Chris, I can't remember. He played the monkey. He played the the big the big orangutan in the in the in yeah, the, reboot? the reboot. What? Oh, Christopher Walken. Christopher yeah. Walken. Thank you. I, that was gonna drive me nuts all day. I couldn't remember okay. Christopher Walken's name. <laughs> I was going through Chris without getting to the Christopher. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, but no, the fact that he was was the orangutan in that movie really really made me enjoy the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, both of those have like really stellar voice acting mm-hmm. cast, either st- almost stunt casting like that, or I think the new Lion King, I am in the vast minority, and I'm not even going to defend the opinion. I enjoyed the new Lion King more than the original, and I think a lot of that is just, I think the voice cast is better hmm. all the way through. Wow. It doesn't deserve to exist. <laughs> but it's the same movie, shot for shot. It's the same movie, you know. and everyone argues about, like, yeah, but you can't see the cat's expressions. I'm like, well, I have cats. I know what a cat looks like when it's hungry and concerned. They're not that expressive. <laughs> But like I got there, yeah. don't blame me for your sociopathy. <laughs> your lack of imagination or something. That's funny. Don't blame me for your Aspergers. <laughs> I, I did want to shout out because we were talking about two D animation for um, a lot of this and how it kind of wasn't there and isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these guys from that period in Disney are still working. And James Baxter, who like I know of because of Adventure Time, and there's a character named after him that he animates himself names James Baxter the horse. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And like the animation's really beautiful and it's like um a lot of this style of animation comes from uh his school and the people around him um really perfecting character animation in really beautiful ways. Like he was working on the little mermaid with these guys mm-hmm. too. Rescue Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, which is one of my favorites growing up. Um The Lion King He's now the head of Netflix animation and they're doing they they are they are I believe attempting to do a lot more 2D animation on at Netflix. I know uh Kla- my sister is an illustrator and she was really excited for Klaus which came out yes, last that year. that was remarkable. Um which is 2D animation with like to me it looks like CGI, like 3D CGI, but I guess that's a lot of like layered lighting on top of 2d yeah they, they do a lot of compositing effects that's actually how they achieved most of the integration of 2d and 3d and all the different lighting effects that they did in treasure planet was um compo- compositing i'm just saying like parts of it are still alive and i am pretty excited to see you know what what is still coming out and hopefully like with someone like people like don bluth and uh uh, James Baxter still around, still doing shit. I hope he's not mm. dead, uh, Don Bluth. I don't think he is. But... <laughs> well, <he's laughs> um, you know, yeah. <laughs> there, there's still some really cool shit happening. That's I, honestly, even like I, I, it's funny what me complaining like, oh, the 2D stuff looks so good, and we're not gonna have that anymore. It just it makes me a little sad. But that said, like 
there's a lot of amazing looking 3D stuff that True. Um, has a lot of the same, like um, Moana looked beautiful and all of the same animation principles apply from 2D to 3D. Yeah, I guess yeah, I mean, whatever version, as long as it gets the same sort of attention to detail mm-hmm. and uh, if it just feels lived in, uh, which is, I don't know, sometimes that's even harder to do in, in live action. Uh, I, I wouldn't want this rebooted. Like, aside from some of the things that, like you were saying, you could do easier in 3D. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, some improvements on Morph and other things. But... <laughs> it's not a reason yeah. to George Lucas it up, you know. I think, I don't know, I, I, I it's not up to me. So I'm just going to accept that it'll probably happen. Yet. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, hey. You can be the Katzenberg oh, that shits it boy. down someday. This is true. <laughs> and go on to make your dreams. own Quibi. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> he did it, guys. Everybody, he did it. He brought it. He brought up Quibi. <laughs> do we do we have like a do we have like Let's play the log game? Do, do we have a clip? Do, do we have a clip? Do we have a, do we have a clip? Is that your Jesse pull up pull the clip up? <laughs> no, I was gonna say, do we have like applause sound effects or something? You guys can edit in. Yeah, we have any sound effects air horns. <laughs> air horns yes. are blasting. Right now. That's amazing. I can't hear any, anything. My ears are so shot. Well. uh... <laughs> Any 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 last uh, any last notes? <laughs> I think that's a Treasure note. Planet. I mean, if you guys good. want to talk about Rat Tales, the more Rat Tales, the movie. Please no. Rat Tales. It's yeah. Do, it's kind do, of do, do. Rat Tales. It's kind of like Tales Rat. Um, well, thank you for coming on with us on this adventure to Treasure Planet. Thank you for having me on this adventure to Treasure Planet. Is there anything you want to plug before? Oh, you go? Uh, I get to do that. Yeah, sure. Um... I mean, we could stop okay. you, Sage. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna cut no, it. stop. Ah, yeah. No, I. So I'm a I'm a 3D artist, and uh, if you are interested in looking at work, or if you're interested in looking at or at, uh, looking for a 3D modeler, um, for whatever project you're looking for, whether it be fabricating toys or characters or figurines, or if you're looking for um, someone to to model characters for a game or a short that you're making uh you can check out my stuff uh at uh let's see the the website is artstation.com slash cramble or cramble.artstation.com that's c-r-a-m-b-l-e dot a-r-t-s-t-a-t-i-o-n dot c-o-m and you can see my portfolio and contact me there um and i want to give a shout out campbell made the uh logo for my company uh, even though he was not asked to make the logo for Still Good. No, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed working on that logo. That was a cool. That was a cool one. Looks good. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Gavin, uh, where can we avoid you? <laughs> well, if you want to avoid me, don't look up Gavin V Murray at uh, most things. Dot coms, your Instagrams, <laughs> you know those things. Those will be places to avoid. Um, yeah, Sage. If anyone wanted to shoot you, like really in the weird face. DMs. to shoot you in general, what's your, well, what's your home address? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm at Hold for Plane on things, and then I'm my name on other things. I'm really just not hard to find. I've got one of those unique names. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Campbell, and uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, tune in next time for a different episode. to me
I say I won't listen